0: The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their internal flame and motivation to conquer. It's for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks excitement and purpose. Sound familiar? Then listen up. The project is specifically designed to challenge you mentally and physically. We push you to the ledge of self-limiting beliefs and prove you've got much more in the tank. We kill the bitch and unleash the beast. We uncover the demons that hold you back and turn extreme pain into superpowers to dominate life. In the end, we turn mediocre men into modern day knights. We forge a brotherhood and bond that levels you up as a better husband, father, and friend. But the project is not for every man. In fact, it's not for most. For men who are okay with being in a rut and achieving less than their fullest potential, the project isn't for you. If you're not willing to put in the work to fix what isn't working, the project isn't for you. However, if you're done white-knuckling it through life, living one day at a time with no sense of purpose, and are willing to do what it takes to improve, the project holds the key to unlocking the next chapter. Graduates of the project join a brotherhood of modern-day knights and become the authors of their destiny. They have their fire reignited and reclaim dominance over their family, fitness, finances and faith if this resonates with you and you want to learn more we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash o c show everybody wants to be on top of the The problem nowadays
1: is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're gonna claw, you're gonna scratch, you're gonna bite,
0: you're gonna dig, you're gonna do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two SEALs, one mission. The Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer show, the show of all shows, the most epic show in the entire universe. We are the Star Wars of podcasts. We are me? the remedy of the
1: coronavirus. If you listen to the Overcome and Conquer show, listen to me ladies and gentlemen, you will not get the coronavirus. You will not, I repeat, get the coronavirus if you
0: subscribe and listen to the Overcome and Conquer show. This is a proven fact. I actually saw Sanjay Gupta from CNN talk about this. He That's, said that uh, mm-hmm. the vaccination of the overcome to the uh, coronavirus is to listen to the Overcome and Conquer show. No, you science. heard it. If, you if, can't if, deny science, people, you can't. It's it's
1: proven that we are doctors, pretty much. I doctors. Doctor.
0: Yeah.
1: All right.
0: (laughs) So what's been going on, man? So here we are. We're on another episode. We've had some amazing guests.
1: So here's what's going on. I'm still doing what I do best. We're doing the project. I'm crushing souls. Teaching people how to grow mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially.
0: Did you, did you say the project?
1: The project! The presenting sponsor of the Overcome and Conquer Show? Led by Bedros Koulian, Ray Cash Care, Aaron Halandrino Steve Eckhart, and Matt the Stud Schneider. We take men from the ages of 18 to 118 if they're lost in their four pillars of success, teamwork, problem-solving, leadership, communication, and or they are lost in their four F-bombs of success. What are the four F-bombs? Family, fitness, finance, and faith. What we do is we take lost souls and we help them find themselves to dominate and conquer and overcome, see I did that out of order, life and everything that they set their minds to. LTD is still going great, guys. That's where we go to your businesses and we focus on making you work like a tier one group with the four pillars of success. We just carry it on, teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. Bottom line, we come to your team, we call you out, and and we Amplify and magnify your weaknesses. We expose them and then teach you, teach you, not teach you how to avoid them. We teach you how to confront them. That's what's making companies better. Being 1% better than you were yesterday. Every day, constantly moving the needle in the right
0: direction of success. So many people out there need it for all you... All you men that are out there that listen to the Overcome and Conquer show, there's so many of you that are looking for something. You are looking for that purpose. You're looking for that drive. You haven't found it yet. You just feel like you're lost. And the reason, you want to know the reason why? It's because you haven't been to the edge. You haven't truly found who you really are. And until you understand who you really are, you can never lead yourself in the direction you were born, born to go the direction, the person you were born to be. That is why those individuals that are out there, that have truly been pushed to the edge, whether it's through special operations training, whether it's some crucible somebody's gone through in their life, law enforcement, military, first responders, only those who have truly gone to the edge and come back understand how they can continue to push themselves, the problem is all about that. And I want to
1: elaborate on that. Everybody has greatness on this earth. Everybody was put on this reason for an earth, earth, excuse me. Everyone was put on this earth for a reason. What we do is we help you find greatness. How do we do that? We dig deeper than you've ever gone before. Speaking of greatness,
0: Mm. our guest today, pretty great. Ooh, I just want to say we have an amazing guest today, and they are with us in the actual Overcome and Conquer show studio, which we don't get a lot of live guests. I mean, this is a lot of fun to actually have a live guest. Uh, I will say this guest, you know, they, they, were, they were a little nervous, and that's only natural, hmm. I mean, being around us. I'm nervous when I'm around us. I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror, and I'm a little nervous looking back at myself. It happens. So, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we had a celebratory, uh, shot. We did. To
1: start this show. We had a little tequila and I'm not going to lie. I don't have, is this the first female guest we've had
0: live? It is the first female guest.
1: I can see why you came with a posse. (laughs) I wouldn't trust being in a room with three guys. um, Especially
0: producer Ryan. He's a squirrely looking
2: fellow. I heard about him.
0: (laughs) Words on the street about Ryan. But, but, but I digress because, uh, The bottom line is, we always look for individuals who have set that example, who have overcome and conquered amazing adversity in their life. That is what this show is about. We want to motivate and inspire you past the hardship. We want to help forge you through those times and figure out how to lead yourself and how to lead others. And that is what this show is about, and that's why we have this guest on. So, without further ado, it is my honor to introduce... Uh, a good friend. I've done several events with her and, uh, she is an author. She is a motivator. She is a patriot. She is a podcast guest. She is the, uh, she is a, a military spouse. She is a mom to six kids, which is ridiculous. Uh, she also runs a zoo of animals. She, uh, she is a gold star spouse. So setting the examples for so many others that are out there. She wrote a book, the incident that occurred with her husband, which I'm not even, I don't want to really get too much into detail about that because I really want to talk about it here on the show. But she wrote about it in an amazing book called Front Toward Enemy. And we're going to talk about the uh, incredible conditions that contributed to her husband's death and how she has been driving forward, just raising awareness about this issue. And then it wasn't quite enough that she wrote, one. One book She had to write another book, a fiction book, which I think is hilarious. How to woo a widow. Like, I mean, because I, I've i been around, thankful I've been around the Gold Star, that it is a topic, a, dis- a discussion amongst, amongst the Gold Star family members and the widows about, hey, like, I, you know, people can talk to me. It's okay. I'm not totally damaged goods. So you wrote a book about this. (laughs) You went on to, uh, you were a veteran service officer uh, before you went on to create an amazing, amazing patriotic platform, American Snippets, which has your guys' podcast, which yours truly was an honor to be on. And I know that Mr. Ray Cash Care will be on there soon also. And uh, you guys we'll are just out there making oh. things happen. <laughs> you like how I did you that? You got to get the, yeah, yeah, boom. You like that? Hey, it's recorded. It's got to happen. And so. just so you know,
1: this lady is so popular that I just hung up on movie star and actor Max Martini. No, because, yes, I
0: did. Because he was calling uh, to in say In the middle hi. of the podcast. In the middle of you the podcast. You know what? It's so like a Hollywood actor. Way it to go, Max Martini. Us in the middle of recording. So we're live here, Max. Hello. Yeah, we're live, buddy. All right, getting back. So she is the beautiful, the amazing, the talented, the patriotic, and a good friend. It is the incredible Miss Barb Allen. Welcome to the Overcome and Conquer show.
2: You're right. I feel like I don't even smoke, but I do feel like I could use one right now.
0: Didn't I tell you? Producer right. Ryan, can we get You're cigarettes right. for all? Totally here. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm known, I'm known for a big intro. Oh my. Goodness, I, so, I'm satisfied from that entrance. Well, so. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me Hey, watch those hands, right? Watch I'm, I'm hands. watching them. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, as we do with every show, one of the first, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We did this incredible intro, and I know you're a little flustered and you're like, I need a cigarette Why do you
2: keep saying that? Yeah, go ahead. But I want to, (laughs) you're here. I'm here. What is
0: it like to be here on the Overcome and Conquer show? I mean, you did come from an Army community and you are now in the realm of the Navy SEALs, which is- Yes. uh, Welcome to the jungle. Amazing.
2: Yes. (laughs) But on same token, I sort of feel like I'm in the kitchen with my boys.
0: There you go.
1: She's caught us children and you're going, <laughs> <together>. <laughs> yeah. she just called us
0: children. That you know, a, that was incredibly the, diplomatic. She was looking at tactful. me when she said it. <laughs>
2: you know, it's just the same spirit, the same energy.
0: Well, that is good. That is absolutely <laughs> what we're all about bringing to the show is yes. that level of energy and mm-hmm. fun. Uh, you know, feel free to throw it back out at us, make fun of us. You know, it's all good, but, uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to jump right into it Mm -hmm. with, uh, the word of the day. And as we do with every guest, I reached out to Barb and I, and said, Hey, um, you know, we have a word of the day for every show. And what is that word? And, uh, she gave us an amazing word that I think, um, It's a word right now in American society that I feel like sometimes on the decline, that there's a lot of people who are not as supportive of this word as it was maybe 20, 30 years ago.
1: I agree. I agree? I think people use it when it's needed. And I think people don't understand what the true meaning is. So they just throw it around. You know, there's different, uh, I'm, I'm watching what I say because I don't want to say the word here, but yeah, I think it's a society. Um, we're lacking in it compared to where we were 20 years ago. You know, I miss the days of what, when we say, what you know, what I have tattooed on my arm, flying everywhere and horseshoes and, and just families uniting and communities uniting. Not just when something bad happens, but every day of the week. So, Captain <clears throat> Care. Yes, sir. What is... The word of the day. The word of the day is patriotism, and here's the deal. I don't. This word is. I'm getting this right off of a Google search, so please don't smack me in the face for it. Because, like I said, I, I, I wear the red, white, and blue on my arm. But it says the quality of being patriotic. Wow. Um, <laughs> Devotion to and vigorous support of one's country, which I, I can I can relate to that. But my question is, what does that mean to you? Why did you choose that word, and can you elaborate on it?
2: Yes. Um, all right, because it is a word that, and it is a thing that has just become prevalent in my life, and I would never have expected it to. It caught me off guard. Um, I was married to uh, a National Guard officer, and even then, um, you know, I was paid the country, but I never really— Thought that much about it. It was just taken for granted. We flew flags. We sang the national anthem. We all stood for it. We were all kind of civil to each other, you know, it was just implied. Right. Um, and then my husband was killed in 2005. And instantly, in the worst, absolute, <laughs> the beginning of the worst moments of my life, it was the thing that just came to the forefront, like right then and there. I realized how much people love our country. And it was the sense of patriotism that brought people into our lives. The people who felt patriotic tended to to be people who, um, you know, just went out of the way to look out for other people. And the amount of, it's like everybody who came into my life also was patriotic. So they were all different people, all different walks of life, all different beliefs. But the one thing they had in common was that they were all, All patriotic. Like that was it. You know, Vietnam veterans, um, just people in the grocery store, people on the street. And so, you know, they all came together, carrying the flag, putting them in my yard, standing on the side of the road for my husband's funeral procession, coming out to events that support our families with the flags. It was just a constant so it became like a like a comfort zone for me. You know, patriotism became like a comfort zone. I was like, all right, we're all so different. We all have such different experiences, different trials, different successes. But it seemed like the one place we all united was under that flag, right? Like we could all embrace it and appreciate it. And then it came under uh, and it was weaponized and it turned into something. It just... I didn't realize how much it mattered to me until mm-hmm. it came under attack. That's when I started to do the work that I do now. And that's kind of, I feel like if we could get the patriotism back, it would be a great place for us to just find that common ground. I feel like patriots, patriotism is this wooden ship in the middle of a sea that we are all on. And so we're all bickering on the ship. And instead of like resolving our issues, we're burning the ship down. And we're mm-hmm. all drowning, you know? So I just feel like, it's it just carries over into mm-hmm. every, everything. And I think did.
0: right now there's just, I don't know, we're at a weird time in our, yeah. our nation. I feel like there's so much division between political classes. Yeah. And I think you're even, you're, and I think you, the political classes, you're even pushing more division between uh, race, creed, color, religion. I, I hate watching it. It drives me insane. Mm. Um, so I love it. And I am a huge Patriot. I know Ray is, I mean, all the right. listeners to this show. So I applaud you on yes, what man. drove you down this road. And you've alluded to this several times as you were talking and that's, and let's take a step back. Cause there are, you know, a lot of our listeners understand what a gold star family member is. If any of you do not a gold star family member is a, uh, a family who lost a loved one, um, in, in, war uh, or training during war. And uh, w- the greatest sacrifice, obviously, that anyone ever could give. Uh, Barb's story is rather unique because of the circumstances that led to the death of your husband. So can you talk to me about that and the crazy road that you have been on since then, obviously, because of everything that happened?
2: Yeah. Um, it's a kind of short answer. with Let I me mean, question with a long answer that I'll try to Lock nice and neatly. Uh, June eighth, two thousand five. My on his base for ten days, and you know I got that doorbell ring at six a.m. After I'd been up all night waiting to hear back from him, and it was that doorbell ring you never want to get. It was the uniformed soldiers at my door to tell me that my husband had been killed in Iraq. You know, I had four little kids. They were six, five, three, and one. They were all asleep when that doorbell rang, and so you know just. Like that, your just world just falls sure. out from beneath mm-hmm. you. But you also have children, tiny children who need you. So, you know, just there was no it was like just being thrown into an angry sea. Right. And so over the next 24 hours, it came out that uh, there was a homicide investigation because initially they thought it was a mortar attack, but it was not a mortar attack. It had been a claymore mine detonated. And some grenades thrown, uh, you know, around as well. And my husband and his friend and commanding officer, Captain Philip Esposito, died from the injuries that they received uh, from the Claymore mine. Um, but my husband was conscious for a few hours before he died, and that sent us into—I <laughs> just sent us into a whole new world and ultimately to where I am today right here sitting with you guys but you know three and a half years of a court-martial process I went from a wife a National Guard wife who you know we don't have the support of a military base so I was used to doing it on my own and all that but um, to a widow to it was national news I would have media in the yard I'd have people everywhere and I'm going to Kuwait for an article 32 hearing. I didn't even know what an article 32 hearing was. Now I'm on this base in Kuwait, uh, you know, on Halloween. And it's just crazy. Like my life just went crazy.
0: So obviously, I mean, from June 8th to Halloween. So in a five month period, all of this was occurring. And for those out there, um, this is something we call a uh, uh, blue on blue in some ways, although mm-hmm. blue on blue typically is, a, is an accidental thing, friendly fire type thing. This was an intentional thing.
2: This was a homicide. That yeah. was
0: done uh, by that uh, that individual. Yeah. Um, so he intentionally put a claymore into this window and and set it off.
2: Yeah, you don't accidentally like tie up a claymore no, and, and no, ambush no. and set it up, right? No,
0: with a lot of claymores. It's, uh, it takes a little bit it's of prep process. Process,
2: yeah. Yeah, and so you know, three and a half years of court martial process, which is extremely complex. And what I do to to most quickly describe it is compare it to the O.J. Simpson case for the military, because it was that level of injustice, you know, um, where people believe that O.J. got off. Um, In this case, a guilty man clearly was set free. You don't find media that will print it. You know, they're not going to say that because they're going to get sued. But I mean, he submitted a guilty plea. And in the military, I don't know how familiar you are with judicial law in the military, but in the military, a defense attorney is not permitted to submit a plea unless they state and they agree that the evidence is overwhelming and will convict their client. Uh, And that's very carefully worded so that they they're not actually saying he's guilty they're saying well the evidence is so strong that he's going to be convicted right that's the way of dancing around but it is a is a guilty plea but that plea for unknown reasons the convening authority ordered the military to reject the plea and to not tell us about it coincidentally on the same weekend that my military liaison a JAG officer a good friend of mine who was a friend of my husband's asked the prosecutors. What about a plea in this case? Because he saw it unraveling. It was just. It was, I curse a lot. We We can curse. I. Right? <laughs> you were clear hot. <laughs> you were clear hot. F bomb strikes are yeah, permitted. Right, okay. It was a shit show. Smiling. Like the trial was a, tri- a shit show. You know. And we saw it. We saw it going to hell quickly. And so, um, you know, my friend had said, "What about a plea?" Because he was concerned that this was. Going to go wrong. And the same weekend that a plea had been submitted, the prosecutors looked at him and said, No, there's no plea um, because that's what they were ordered to do. And why that happened, who knows? I have my theories, but I can't prove them. And then he was acquitted. He wound up being acquitted. Um, And it was such a disaster. And the rulings that happened in the case and the things that happened behind the scenes. Like a CID agent who was a key witness coming to my apartment the night before he testified to ask me if I could score him some weed. I don't know why he thought I had weed, but I didn't. The CID agent, yes, yes. I was going to ask you
1: if you had someone. You know, that
0: was my immediate thought. thought. I thought thought you had the sniffer dog, so I didn't bring it in. Right character, there's no doubt about. Um, (laughs) But like you
2: know, setting that aside, like why would the CID agent ask me? Like it was completely. I'm like, what the. um, you know, and do you think he was trying to set you up? No, I think he just wanted some weed. Because then he—that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I thought. Ain't nothing wrong. With that. Because um, you know,
2: then he proceeded to like break down and cry in front of me and tell me how his marriage was terrible, tell me how the MPs were talking about me. You know, there was someone else with me in the apartment that night, and <laughs> that's like he, surreal. Like he went, I was crying, wow. and that—I mean—that's just the iceberg, right? the iceberg but it's like um,
0: something that a hollywood script would
2: write. yeah yeah was, the hollywood book was actually max, yeah, for, for, max yeah.
0: martini max you probably write, write something like that
2: seriously max um you know so it was just crazy and that you know they sat a husband and wife on the panel a husband and wife who both said that they're so opposed to the death penalty they would acquit a person who killed their own son if it meant that they were going to put him to death like that's so, you know i mean it's just crazy um the Panel for a woman, shut down deliberations when somebody – because I, I had to do all this investigating afterwards. I found panel members. I asked them questions. I did all this digging, right, and, and to you, find out what happened. And you write
0: about all of this in, in, yeah, in your in book, book yeah. called Front Towards Enemy. Yes. And, and you know, for those that don't know, those are the words that are actually on the front of a Claymore mine. A Claymore mine is uh, – um, it, it's curved so that when the, when the blast occurs, it blows out. So, hmm. you know, to try and make it dummy proof for the soldiers, yeah. it actually says front towards enemy on it, which you wrote as the, as the uh, title of your book. And you put all this into that
2: book. Hmm. I did. I did. I used to carry a fake claim with me when I did interviews, like I carried a fake claim word to Fox studios. How'd that go. So they I pulled that. it out. They're like, what the hell? I'm like, well, you know, it's a I, yeah. I have to explain the claimer. I became like you know, 700 steel ball bear. I know all the stuff. Like, this is the shit that I would do. Like, I went from a mom carrying like you know a juicy juice sippies in my purse to like claimer mines. And I'm like, what has happened to my life? But that's that's what happened to my life. You know, you just do it. You saw that happening, and I felt like. I had to get the truth out. And then I dug further and I actually attended because one thing that we were told is that this was an isolated case. This is an isolated case. And I was like, and I'm like, well, I call bullshit on that because we had just watched Hassan Akbar's case. He threw grenades into tents in Kuwait and shot the soldiers running out. And I'm friends with one of the widows in that case. And she mentored me through my trial. Right. Um, And then I found other cases where, you know, service members killed other service members or killed innocent civilians. And I compared all the warning signs and I found warning signs that went across the board in all the cases that, you know, when you just lay them out together, here's these clear, concise warning signs. And yet it's rare, right? Because most of the people that serve are do so honorably. They're like you guys. They do so at great expense. Their families do so at great expense. And I just feel like you all should be protected from people like that. and In the ranks, Martinez, Staff Sergeant Alberto Martinez was a supply sergeant who killed my husband, and he threatened the commanding officer's life hundreds of times. I'm going to frag that fucker. That fucker should be afraid of me. This is what he said all the way up to the IG's office hundreds of times. He should be worried about what I'm going to do to him. You don't fuck him. I mean, over and, what, what and over. what was their and over argument
0: on why they hadn't done anything? I mean, Martina, I feel like-
2: Yeah, he I, was stealing from supply. He was selling it on the black market and the, uh, equipment was going missing. He had a bad history prior to the National Guard where you know, I don't believe he should have been into the net you know he mm-hmm. was under suspicion yeah. for burning down his house and arson and insurance fraud and all that he was given a mental waiver to join the national guard uh you know extra he was allowed to take the asfab sooner than he should have after he failed it like all these accommodations were made for him to join but then you know Phil Captain Esposito he was West Point graduate and he came to the national guard unit to get them ready for deployment and they didn't really like that very much you know Nash, uh, West Point mindset to the National Guard at the time National Guard my husband would be the first to laugh you know to call themselves the weekend warriors right but 911 changed all that yeah, absolutely and yeah, there' aren't, there's did. no such thing as a weekend warrior no. anymore there nope. just isn't um but back in the day, you know, my husband like, oh, yeah, but- Put you know. on a
1: uniform, you're a warrior. Yeah,
2: right. you know you're going. If you exactly. if you raise your right hand right now, odds are you're going someplace the majority of Americans don't want to go. Well, that, and that's the thing, post 9-11,
0: right? I mean, our National Guard and Air National yeah. Guard yeah. guys and gals, they've done, I mean, so many more deployments than I think they ever would have thought of having. So many of them have done yeah. multiple, multiple combat deployments now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My husband's unit was the first to respond to Ground Zero in the mm-hmm. city. You know, everybody's husband's running home.
0: He's running to But then there's, you know,
2: and I have a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and an infant, and my husband's going to it, you know. But he was one of thousands going to it that day, you know. Not like he's, you know, any great white, you know, Avenger or something like that, a hero. He was just one of many. But the point is, he did it. He stood up, he raised the right hand, and when the time came and shit hit the fan, he went, you know. Um, He wanted to be full-time Army, but I was like, dude, I can't be an army wife. I need to be barefoot. I need to have my dogs, my horses. What are you going to do? Um, so it was because of me that he didn't go full-time army because I'm kind of that so selfish. Mm-hmm. No,
1: I love this because I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the strong woman. Love it. And I mean that
0: with all due respect. I, Claymore, Claymore carrying. Claymore. A I know. Meters, <laughs> I'm going to check 16 meters. I'm going to keep my army distance. You didn't pull a Claymore out and just I'm set at, it on the table. I'm
1: actually looking at two. And my yeah. question is, is – This didn't just happen overnight. You weren't just a strong person. I actually think you were a strong person before the whole incident with your husband happened. So what I want to know is, is let's, let's rewind Mm -hmm. all the way back. Tell me who you are, who you were as a child, like growing up. What, because, you know, you're telling me I'm hearing these triggers, you know, you love animals, you love being barefoot. So, I mean, what was your childhood like, you know, where did you get these, these strong foundations that you have? Because like I said, what I'm looking at right now is a strong woman, um, and what what hit me so hit home with me is when you said you got to knock at the door. You've got four kids asleep. I can't remember their ages at the time. And literally, you had to keep your cool, where most people would have just lost their fucking mind. I so, did lose my
2: fucking mind for a long
1: time. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But at that incident, yeah. you were strong enough to know that you had four kids yeah. that needed your your love and your support. So where did that come from? Is the question.
2: I mean, I was not strong. I I. I went down and this is this is why a part of why I do what I do now is why I'm I love the project that you do for men is why I wish I had gone through that before this hit me. You know, it's why I'm Mm -hmm. starting one for women, because I know when I when my doorbell rang, I answered the door with a predetermined mindset of defeat. That's where I was at. I, I had already I had literally said to my husband and this is the kind of asshole I was. Right. I said to him, you know don't be a hero over there. I'm like, I know that you would do anything for your men. He was an officer. I'm like, I know, I know you. And I know that your instinct is to give all of yourself to them. I'm like, and I get that you have the right to do that for your men, but you don't have the right to make that decision for me or your children. And I'm like, so I get, I applaud you wanting to defend your men, but you are not allowed to make that decision for me and your children because your kids need you just as much as that guy's, kids need him I'd been to a funeral with him six months prior where he presented the flag you know um and I I'd been sick ever since then and so like that's that's who I was like I was I was like I said to him I have no interest in life without you just so you know like what kind of asshole am I like right like so I sent him (laughs) over there like god and then he was coming and then he knew he was going to die and i'm like those that's the message that i sent him right who does that like why what could i have changed if i had just gotten past everything that happened to me when i was younger and gotten to the place where i am now where like you can't tell yourself that you will only be okay if right you can't say i'll only be okay if because if isn't going to happen Or often doesn't happen if often goes awry, right? So if you said everything, I'm only going to be okay if you're just really screwing yourself and setting yourself up for defeat, right? So when I answered that doorbell, everything in my body was already wired to drop, to quit, to give up, because that's what I had unknowingly like taught myself to do. Like way before this happened, I had told myself, if something happens, you're done, Mm. And so that doorbell rang, they told me, and I literally hit the ground.
1: Done. Hey guys, this is Ray from the Overcome and Conquer Show, and we are proud to announce that Icon Meals is our mid-roll sponsor. Icon is an industry leader in cryovac meal technology. What does that mean guys? You are going to get the freshest meals delivered to you next day service. Another key factor of why I love Icon meals is they have two menus guys. They have the signature menu and the custom meal. So if you're like me and you need more protein or less carbs and you're on the go and fitness is your life you can make a customizable meal and or if you're just looking for the standard healthy meal choice you can. So everything is organized for you. So ladies and gentlemen, Icon Icon Meals has taken all the work out of it. All you have to do is put in what you want and they will provide what you need. And it doesn't end there. They also offer popcorn, seasonings, coffee, cookies, crisp bread, and gift cards. So, guys, check them out at www.iconmeals.com.
0: You, you know, it's like, funny that in life, um, we oftentimes, so you had already thought about that. And who knows, you might have thought about that even before it ever happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I think one of the big things that probably one of the things that the SEAL teams do better than almost any other force out there is the way we train and the way we always a, think of the absolute worst situation that can happen. And then we train around that. So I actually do that in my own life. And mm-hmm. and and some people, and I write about this in my book, and I think some people will probably think I'm sick for it, but I think about, well, what would happen if I lost one of my kids? Mm-hmm. What would happen if uh You know, the Kobe Bryant thing. I think about what would happen Mm -hmm. if I lost my wife and one of my kids. Uh, But you think ahead, whereas so many times I think people already think about, hey, this bad thing's going to happen. This is how I'm going to react. It makes me think about training, that when we were in training, we were doing like sim training. You would get shot. We, I did this once when I was in the very beginning of training. I got shot and I dropped down. And uh, and they were like, What are you doing? And I was like, Well, I got shot. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, they're like, get your ass up and keep going. You ain't gonna stop in a firefight either. You know, so yeah. it's like, how do you build that mindset of that we drive forward regardless of what's gonna happen? And you hadn't had the opportunity to build that yet. Yeah. But I had the look opportunity, you, but
2: I hadn't taken it. Well, you, you know? didn't know. Right.
0: And look so, where you but are now, now you know. Right. Yeah.
2: So I got to where like I am, you know, at peace and healthy again and mentally okay and emotionally okay. And I'm in a good new life, but it was an ugly path to get there. And, you know, behind me is my friend, Alicia, she's a gold star wife. And, you know, pure, you are who you surround yourself with, right? Like, so you got to surround yourself with people who support you and understand and, and know all that. But, you know, I had just had. No self-confidence when mm-hmm. I met my husband. I thought I was nobody. I thought I was nothing. I thought I was worthless. And I couldn't believe that someone like my husband found me, you know, fell in love with me. And I was okay because I had him. So then I transferred all of my well-being onto this poor guy's shoulders, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just kept having kids and kept having kids. We had hard times. And we shouldn't have had kids because we had no money. But, you know, we did okay. And we had just come through the hardest times. All we had to do was get through this one deployment. Mm-hmm everything was okay. Now we had careers, we were making money, like we had the house, like we were set to go. We just had to get past this deployment,
1: you know? I hear it. You yeah. Know. I yeah. use, I have an expression I always say or saying is progress isn't pretty, you know? I mean, yeah. The climb, you know, when people were at the yeah. top, you know, right now, I mean, let me finish, you know, I think you're at the top where it comes to you being the best version of you, you can be because you went through hell to get there, you know, you had to climb, but people don't understand how nasty and horrible that climb is. I've had to do it with my past. I know fucking Jason has on forty surgeries. You know, he's had to climb that fucking mountain forty times. Yeah. Um, but my point is into this, and I'm watching how I say this, is I'm, I'm very careful here. You are a stronger person. Yes. Because of what happened to you. And I say that with with the utmost respect, but you know, you are stronger than you were. You are more confident than you were. Um I hate how you had a go through that journey to get there the the issues the underlining issues that made that happen but you know you are like i said when i see you now i would have never thought you were the person that dropped because now what i see i see two strong women here just with your posture with the way you sit with the eye contact from what i'm hearing you may not have been that person many many years ago so um you know i and jason talks about it you know worst case scenario I always train for worst case scenario too I do the same thing people think we're fucking sick but if you train for the hardest thing there is and you expect the nastiest thing there is and the worst thing that's that's going to happen you, you're, you, you you can react and you're you. and you're more yeah proactive to react versus you know there's attack or retract and I refuse to retract with anything in life I'm going to attack move up um, so I love I don't love how you got yeah. here but I love the product Hopefully, I said that as as eloquently yeah, as possible. Yeah, no, I know. Get it?
2: Thank no, you. It was,
0: but actually, it was pretty good. I'm actually rather impressed. He's to crying. Be perfectly honest. Hang oh. <laughs> on. Well, you know, the hey, thing, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's. So, on a lighter note. Jesus, on a lighter note. I know along the way for all hard journeys, there are those moments that stand out in our mind, just the, the funny shenanigans that happen, the crazy people that you meet along your path that you're just like, you know, this blazing ray of, you know, twisted sunshine that comes along that you're just like, where were you, you know, back, you know, six months ago when I was in the pit of darkness and they come along. So what are some of those things? Because, I mean, th- that is what gives us hope and that's what starts to drive us forward. And uh, I know you had those moments.
2: I had a lot of those moments. Thank God for those moments, right? Um, You know, from the very beginning, the strangers that came out to line the streets, the people who I am, like, not like a huggy kind of person in general. I've gotten better at it over the years, but like, like strangers would hug me in the grocery store. Cause I'd be sobbing in the grocery store. Like, I'm never going to buy him his favorite food again. I'd be like crying, like, mm-hmm. oh, you fuck? like disaster. And then like somebody would come give me a hug because it was all over the news. Everyone knew who I was and, you know, just little things like that. Um, <clears throat> and then the bigger things, like we got to be a part of organizations. Like now Gary Sinise has taken over snowball express and, um, the relationships we built from the years of going to that really sustained. That's where I met Alicia um, who, you know, and those relationships relationships are everything like life is when your life, all, everything is away. It's like the relationships underneath it all that are what life I think is about really. Um, And so, you know, the opportunities we were given to build those relationships are just great. And some of them are really funny. Like, you know, and I'm kind of an asshole. I don't keep saying that, but it's true. And I know, I'm know i like, I say that because I'm aware of myself now. Like I, I have to just keep saying it so that.
0: You're in good company. So that I don't deny it. Right. <laughs> but
2: like I would toy with people and on one, one of the moments that you talk about one of those moments on one of our, so Snowball Express is an organization that flies families of the fallen out to a central location every year at Christmas time. Cause Christmas sucks when you're grieving so hard and it just lifted us up and carried us through the holidays. So we could go home. And now American Airlines charters flights. They take you out, all that. And on one of those flights one year, I'm on the plane. I was still like young, like young or like in, in the widow years and still pretty bitter and angry and going through this trial stuff and just like, like this. Ball, a lot of ball pent up of rage. rage right? like yeah. a, um, and onto the plane comes Andy Baldwin, who was the bachelor, um, hmm. one of the original. And this was like not long after his season.
0: Not one of the Baldwin brothers. No. no. So oh, right. okay. Yeah,
2: <laughs> And I, and all, like a lot of the widows are like, oh my God, it's Andy. I have my four little boys and I'm like, what the fuck is the bachelor doing on this flight? Like, is he trying to use that? Like I instantly went to how is he taking advantage of us, yeah. right?
0: Yep. Look at you exploiting um, all of us. you yeah, terrible person. Yeah, I was person. like, who does he
2: think he is? So I would kind of like gave him a hard time over the few days. I'd run into him and I'd challenge him and I'd go to him. And he rode a roller coaster with my kids and he was being so nice. And I was still like... Just like making fun, like digging them a little, like passive aggressive. You got
0: to find yourself a oh,
2: fucking challenge. Yeah, you going to find yourself somebody you know? new. Yeah. And he was, boy. And I think he was like, <laughs> like all these women are But it's like, what's up with this crazy lady? And like, he had to know why. So last night I wound up sitting next to him at some, I don't even know, at some hotel bar. It was just like him and me and some other chick sits down on his other side. He's got the hat on from Disney. And she leans over and she says, hey, did you hear to me around him? Hey, did you hear the bachelors here? (laughs) And I look at him, I look at her and I'm like, I did. And I heard he's kind of an asshole. And he's like, what the, you know, looking at me and she, and I'm thinking she's going to be like, no, no, no. He's all nice. And she looks at me and she goes, I heard he's an asshole too. <laughs> like, oh my, I didn't expect that. And then she, she proceeds to go on and on about what an asshole she heard Andy Baldwin was. And now to the point where after like three, four days of me giving this guy a hard time, he's been nothing but nice to me. Now I'm like, I'm actually the asshole. Here, yeah, right? yeah. So I start to dial it back and I'm like, and he's just sitting there now, like drinking in between Peppy. us. Just trying to, just trying yeah. to melt Another into the chair. And he's like half smiling, and grinding his teeth and, she looks, I lean over him. I look at her. I'm like, you know, maybe he's not an asshole. Like, I think he was like good with the kids and good with people. I'm like, what well, he's probably just a nice guy. I misunderstood. And I'm thinking she's going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. And she's like, no, I think he's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God, you
2: know? Jesus. And then he popped his hat off. You know, Hi, he's like, Hi, I'm the asshole. <laughs> you know, and she was like mortified. But then I wound up being and i still am today like a volunteer on the board of his organization you know and i've been able to do some work with his organization so you just never know like how those moments are gonna happen i learned so much like that's a funnier moment you know you learn like the power of perception how easily people's opinions are swayed like she sat down ready to like give this guy her number if she found him and then one word from a stranger and she thinks he's like satan you know um well, me and Andy but, do yeah. have
1: one thing in common. I've been called an asshole by many a women, <laughs> many a women. I
2: did hear that about you too.
1: It's yeah, that's true. That's true. Jason maybe maybe way way pre mama, but yeah, me.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I still get it sometimes. I think it's just uh it's a gift. I don't know who you're a talking gift. to. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah and yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm quieter sometimes, and uh, I think sometimes people interpret that as. Uh, on a dick, which, I mean, I just, I got to get to know people before yeah. I start talking to them. Yeah. so
2: You so, were very nice when I cornered you that, at the concert.
0: Uh, well, I'm much better. I, 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 and I'm used to big events and that. was like way that, out of my so. comfort
2: zone to go corner. And literally, that was one of those things I'm like, because I knew who you were, right? And um, But I'm like, oh my God, like there's Jason and you were someone like I was hiding, wanted to I was me, hiding and in then, the
0: corner. <laughs> and, <me. laughs> and I,
2: and yeah, and I recognize that and I understood because I always like hide in the corner too, right? And I'm like, I should just give this guy a space. He's probably so used to it. But I'm like, well, like, what's the worst that could fucking happen to you? Like, what's he gonna like scream at you, call you jerks? How you get away? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'll survive that. I'm pretty sure I'll survive worse, right? So, and then I'm texting TK. You know, he's like, go over there. So, but yes, yeah, so you were very gracious when I ran into you. No, just and I'm to glad say. we ran into yeah. each
0: other. I mean, it was great because uh, I didn't know who you were, so learning no. who you were and and what you're doing now, which uh, amazing, yeah, which leads us right into yeah, yeah. I mean, do it you. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. I talk about, uh, you know, these, the end moments that occur in our lives, these big life ambushes and how in the moment we think there's no way we'll ever recover from it. And, uh, but how so often for many of us, you get to the other side and it becomes this new beginning. And that is what it's become for you. So tell us what you're doing now.
2: What I am doing now is complicating my life, but but in a good way now. Like now, the struggle I have is, po- you know, I call it like positive struggle and negative struggle, right? Like this is this is positive struggle, and I'll take that any day, um, because I am now engaged to this man who is both crazy and brave. Nice <laughs> to, to, to take on all of this. A great so combination. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. six kids you referenced, two of those are his, two. and four of them are mine, um, and so. You know, we have started. He's an entrepreneur by nature and by business. He's built his own company and all this. And when we were first together, was really when this, the insanity seemed to hit the country. Like all of a sudden, patriotism was like
0: decline. like
2: you're almost afraid to say like you're yeah. patriotic, right? Exactly. Like you put a flat. I'm like, oh my god, you know, like I th- you, th- can it l- you can starting l- to swing yeah. back the other way. I think, but you
0: love any country
2: but America. Yeah, you know, that, right. That period and of so time. I realized yeah. that it was actually depressed, like I had just worked so hard to climb out of this bad, bad place. I'd been through a terrible relationship, like preyed upon by an addict, like he wiped out, destroyed every like bat. Like I just kept going down, down. And now I was like finally trying to reverse that. But I had to do my own mindset work and personal development, and all that, like to really get there. But now I was there and I found that I started to tune into what was going on. And all I heard was people bashing the country, like people. Forgetting how lucky we are to live here, and when I say this, people get like all annoyed right away. I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect, right? Like, ask your wives, and they'll say they love you, and you're this amazing person, right? They're not gonna say you're perfect. If they want, if they're asked, they could no. go wait, down the list and wait, tell you all the it? things. No, no, sorry, right? Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Being a married to a Navy SEAL, it's right. perfect. My wife, I'm sure, no problems, that. right? Yeah.
2: So, but you know, they could go down <laughs> the list and they could tick through the list of things that irritate the shit out of them about you. Not possible. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't love you, yeah. right? Yeah. So, same thing about the country. I could, I could, I could give you a list of things oh, about yeah. this country that irritate the shit We're far out of from me, perfect. right? But I still love my country and I love the American people and the American spirit and what it stands for. And my family is one of the families who gave so much for this country. And when I have to look at my kids, what my kids have lost on behalf of this country is the thing that gets me. Right. Um, And for my kids to have gone through that and to go through that entire life like that, only to have people spitting on the flag and, you know, saying terrible things about this country and blaming all of their problems on the, on this country, it actually started to impact me. And I started to kind of get depressed again. Like, well, what did it matter? You know, if your pain doesn't have a purpose, that's when it's going to get you right. Mm -hmm. If you don't give that that pain a purpose, it's going to give you one. And so I was losing my pain's purpose. It was starting to give its purpose back to me you know with that and i was like no i'm like i know that there's a lot of great people in this country like i i'm no one and i know i've met all of these amazing people in this country and if i've met them and their stories and their messages and their energy and their lessons have changed me so much maybe we just need to add those stories and those messages and those lessons back out into the world. And instead of me just sitting around being one of those people, bitches about the problem and not doing anything, if, if the, if the wave of negative news is what I'm identifying as one of the major problems, why don't I do my part to reverse that and to drown that out a little bit by adding the positive lessons, the same messages, the same people, the same inspiration, same insight that personally helped me turn my entire life trajectory around. So it sounds cheesy or corny or whatever, but I think if people – if we can first identify the issues within ourselves and make ourselves stronger, then make our families stronger, then make our communities stronger, then make our countries stronger, that's the answer. And patriotism is where, like, all kind of funnels down into for me. So I like it. We do that in different ways. So what did you do? So we started the podcast first. Um where we brought those stories, we started interviewing people and the first ones were super sketchy, hilarious, really. Um, on my phone, it's just bad. But we you just gotta start, right? You're gonna start something. Yeah you just have to start. If you're going to wait till everything's perfect, you're never going to do it. I was cranking happen. out kids and going through bankruptcy and get pregnant again, whatever. Take my car. I'm going to get pregnant again. You know, like, what? <laughs> 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 and, it, <laughs> and it all worked out. Like, you know, like just fucking do it. Like, what do you, like, you know, you're not going to not do things because they're going to be hard. So you just do it and, and you figure it out as you go. And, to some extent. So that's what we did. Now our podcast is really something even I'm impressed with. I think we're doing some damn good work. Um, we got to have you what's on it. Hit. What's it called? It's American Snippets. American <laughs> Snippets. Because we figure each everybody's story is a snippet that's woven into like the fabric of our flag, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, the name actually came from a Vietnam veteran who was going to write a book of that name who gave me his blessing to use that name because I was looking for, like, what would represent, like, everybody's story, like, weaving into fabric of our fight, you know, American snippet. I'm like, oh, perfect, you know? So there it is. And that's what it is. We have the podcast. We've done 130-something episodes now. Yeah, um, cracking And it's hard. You know it's hard. Oh, yeah. like to It is. To do that. Um, but when you believe in it, and you do it although we have some competition because hillary's coming out with a podcast did you hear that
0: our is uh does every guest that comes <laughs> die? on die? die i know i was just thinking <laughs> if you don't agree with him, yeah, you die yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we we're gonna be in some trouble yeah but uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true yes so,
2: so true indeed so that's what we do now. We're moving it's, it's into live called, events uh, too.
0: It's going to be called, this is the last podcast yeah, you'll ever be on. That's gone, the name gone. of it.
1: Death After Podcast. Come on. There's no truth in that. Come on. <laughs> Stop. We're just being
0: mean. So who who was, uh, 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 who was a guest that really surprised you? I mean, it's always fun to have incredible yeah. guests. I mean, it's been, and I love meeting people. It's been one of the great things about getting out there and speaking for companies and meeting people. But with a podcast, you know, it's fun. You really dig into who people are. And sometimes, you know, you get shocked or you're amazed. They open up with stories that, you know, haven't been heard. So what's one that stood out for you that you were like, that's amazing?
2: Um, there are several, but one of the most recent ones is someone you know who is Bedros. Um, and I'm gonna admit, I was
0: founder of the project, the, project. the presenting sponsor of the yes. Everco- <laughs>
2: That's There true. you go. You're yeah. welcome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, and and my, my boss. Well done. And my boss. And yeah.
2: team player. But you know, like I was really nervous, and if, like I was nervous to approach you, but then I talked to you, and you were cool. But Dave is the one who turned me on to Bedros, and I'm like, well, why am I gonna? And this is the lesson, right? I always like. As much as I think I'm self-aware and I'm like on top, I'm really not. I still make the same. What the hell does Bader's want to talk to me for? Like, he's man up. He's all man. He's like, grunt. Like I got boys and all this, but I'm a chick at the end of the day. He doesn't want to talk to chick. Like, wh- why don't you interview him, Dave? He's not even going to. I've talked to a lot of people at that level of success. And some of them, like, you know, they kind of like look past you. Like they're looking for the most next important person or something. Um, and I'm like, he's going to just be so bored with me. He's like not gonna want anything to do with me. And and then I started to research him. I'm like, Jesus, this guy is like a serious badass, Dave. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like manage him, you know, on this. How am I gonna do this? Dave's like, you're gonna be fine. And then I interviewed
1: <laughs> <laughs> It seems to be your go-to. Yeah. It's,
0: Warm, it's your it sake
2: up. Warm it up with a little and tequila. Then, you know, I like here's Bedro's And there's always like so we're in, our, we're in our home doing our interviews. We got the dogs here, the cats there, UPS pull up. Like you never know. We had issues today, like that can happen at home. But imagine that happens with Bedro's coolie on the other line, you know, who's taking time out of his day to do this podcast with you. I'm like, there's pressure, right? And so I'm like, okay. And within the first five minutes, I was so at ease with him. He surprised me so much. And just like his energy he brought forth. Michael Burnoff was another one. Like the energy they come onto the show with. Like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to crush it. He didn't make you feel at once like he was like doing a charitable work or a favor, you know, or anything. And and I learned so much from him. And yeah. he shared some things with me. Like, did you know he wants to be a stand-up comic one day? I didn't know that. He shared that on my show, right? Um, He's
0: not funny, but go ahead. <laughs>
2: So, you know, it was the things like that. And I people- actually
0: do jokes. Every week we do joke. As a matter of fact, Wednesday. I owe him a joke. He sent me mine today. So I still owe him his before the end of the day. So, but he had not All told right. me he wanted to be a stand up comic. See, some are good. You
2: obviously didn't listen to my podcast. Some are
0: not that good. So, <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, so I think it's that. It's the people that's, and his story is like oh, it's amazing. incredible. Yeah, incredible. And then, literally by freaking nature, like the week that his podcast dropped, my kids and I were in the LA area and I messaged him that and he invited me and the boys to his gym to come for a private workout. I'm like, is he serious? I'm like, Oh my God, now I got to like work out. But it was cool. I show up there. I had no sleep. We'd been hiking. I stunk like a armpit, you know, we all did. And he obviously he didn't care. So, you know, he spent like 45 minutes an hour with my boys, like, dude, you're going to spend time with somebody's kids. That's the way to make them like, like I will die for you now. Right. Like, yeah. like that's the best thing you can ever do for me is to make an impact on my kids. He didn't have to like do that. Right. So all that happens from the podcast. Like we would never, I'd never be meeting you guys or sitting down with you guys or doing any of that. So, um, but yeah, it's the people that surprise you. I had the preconceived notion that he was just going to. Like not want to spend a second talking to me, going to be annoyed, going to do all this. And it was like the exact opposite. And so many of our guests are like that, but he'll probably stand out um, as one of those.
0: Yeah. I tell you what, he's, uh, and, and B, you probably owe me money for saying this, but he's probably one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Yes. I mean, it's just straight up. He calls me baby girl.
1: Well, that's he that's, does. He that's, calls me baby girl all the time. That's because me, yes, he calls me baby <laughs>
0: yeah. girl all the time.
1: Well, so, but that's that's a whole different uh, yeah, conversation. And a whole different we can't time. talk about that yeah. on the air.
0: That's
2: uh, what exactly happens at that project.
1: <laughs> Got <laughs> to sign up to you find, have to, find yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to come back for another, uh, another chat. We'll talk about so. that.
2: <laughs>
0: no, it is amazing the people we get to meet along the way. Uh, and Bedros is one of those incredible people. I know I'm honored to call him a friend and learn from him. Um, well, listen, we are we are getting near the end of the show. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to tell people that, that that they should know? One, they need to go follow and listen to American Snippets. Yes, please. Where do they go to do that?
2: AmericanSnippets.com. Nice and easy. Okay. Easy peasy. Yep.
0: And uh, you're on all the social media platforms? Yeah,
2: I suck at Twitter. I hate Twitter, but I I, I hate all of it really, but you got to do it. Um, you got to do it. Uh, Instagram on Bar Balance Speaks, and we have American Snippets as well. Okay. Um, And Facebook, it's American Snippets. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, their podcasts are great. They interview some amazing people. And I tell you what, you know, somebody who has set the example, who literally has hit rock bottom, everybody out there has been through it, but now is uh, just driving forward and showing the greatness of what this country is when when you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You know, you could have... you could have sat back and you could have been bitter and you just could have been angry. I did plenty
2: of that. That's <laughs> yeah, fine for though. For a
0: while. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I, I I tell people it takes time.
2: Yeah.
0: The The period of time to get off the X is different for everybody. But at the end of the day, you got off the X and now yeah. you're driving forward doing great things. So, but, um. so yeah, uh, let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it we're, up. We're the uh, two minutes of motivation, patriotism. Patriotism.
1: What's it mean for you? Well, I'll tell you what patriot excuse me patriotism means to me it means believing in a greater good believing on what this nation was founded on believing in the brave men and women who have who are and who have uh, will be serving this great nation and obviously uh taking time out of respect for those who've given the ultimate sacrifice patriotism to me is flags flying not just in times of trouble but um 24 7, you know, horseshoes, riding the back of pickup trucks, uh, drinking beer, just the American way, just doing great things um, and being a part of the greatest nation on planet Earth. Um, and patriotism to me means also taking time to res- uh, respect and commend those who are giving us. And I'm telling you this right now, ladies and gentlemen, from someone who's been all over the planet, um, the privileges that we have that people take for granted um, because people were born into privilege and they feel entitled and their people are losing patriotism because they don't understand what it means because they've been born into a world where given so much and they don't need to that they're just numb to it. So what people need to do is just kind of take a step back, take
0: a look and start bleeding red, white and blue. I love it. So do, do you so it, it's either you or me. You it's you, you want to yeah, you are me show. and then yep. you get to close it out. <sighs> You got close. yeah, let's yeah, do this. All right. So patriotism for me it, it is built on everything about freedom and opportunity. And I just think about um the beginning of this country. I just think about at that time that we fell under the oppressive rule of uh of Britain back then and uh And or of England, actually, back then and under the king and the oppressive uh, taxes and everything, you know, just unfair treatment that finally, you know, uh, traitors. They were traitors to the to the uh, crown and basically said, we're no longer going to stand for this. And they stood up and, and stood against the strongest military might in the world at that time and said, we are going to fight for our freedom. And I think that is such a testament to everything that this country is built on. And it's shocking and sad to me to watch that that's only 244 years ago uh, and that now we have individuals who They don't think about that. They don't think about the price that got paid for our freedom. They don't think about the Constitution. The Constitution is the most revolutionary document in the history of the world. And there are so many people that are starting to like try and tear it apart uh, for what it originally stood for, which was for the rights of the people to have that freedom and opportunity. Individuals like your husband who made that ultimate sacrifice are willing to go over there, like your husband, like so many of our friends. Uh, Neil Roberts today, okay. the anniversary for the Operation Anaconda. There's so many warriors, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of American warriors since that day uh, when our country started that uh, have been willing to sacrifice that all of us could have freedom and opportunity. We should have tremendous patriotism. It should not even be something you think twice about. And uh, it's sad to see right now that that is waning, but you are fighting against it. So close us out. Uh, (laughs) Talk about patriotism.
2: Talk about patriotism. Yeah.
0: Why? Because, I mean, it's your final final thoughts on patriotism. Look, the country
2: is imperfect and we all know that. So I think if we can just agree on that, then there's really no room to continue pushing back against patriotism, right? It's not perfection. It's like, perfection and imperfection right it's like it's the one place we have to be united you know when it's the two or three minutes of the day we set our problems aside and we listen to the national anthem and we let gratitude into our hearts and you know emerge from those two or three minutes as one kind of so just have that feeling like, like, that's what it is
0: that oneness yeah. that unity yeah. i love it i love it All right, guys, so go check out americansnippets.com, follow Barb Allen, and listen to their show. You will be motivated and inspired. And this has been another amazing episode of The Overcome and Conquer Show. I am Jason Overcome Redmond, And I'm Ray Kashgar. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to The Overcome and Conquer Show. Tune in next time, and please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit OvercomeAndConquer.com.
1: The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their eternal flame and motivation to conquer. It is for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks the excitement and purpose. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash O.C. Show. Boom.